0: We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. I have a really interesting guest. We were kind of talking before I hit the record button, and I'm not quite sure where the show is going to go, but I am pretty excited about it. We're going to learn a little bit about star magic, a certain healing modality. And my guest today is Jerry Sargent. He's known as the facilitator and is world regarded for his healing abilities. Likened to some of the most influential healers in history, Jerry accesses deep into people's energetic and holographic blueprint to help facilitate healing. So I'm really interested to learn more about that. I think we've had a couple of people on that talked about this holographic blueprint and the 5D. So we're going to dive into this. But Jerry also helps people to achieve great results on the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual planes. Using his frequency, Jerry can balance and facilitate the body's own healing mechanisms. He has a couple of books here. There's, and he'll talk a little bit more about it, but his one book is Healing with Light Frequencies. And I believe there's another book that's coming out as well. So we're going to touch upon that. And that book, Healing with Light Frequencies, teaches how to harness light frequencies to energize, uplift, and empower your life and the lives of others. And then here's the second one. In August, I think it is of this year, another book is going to be coming out, Activate Your Superhuman Potential. And that is the only workbook to explore how to prepare the mind and body and spirit for 5D. So, Jerry, we've got lots to talk about in a short period of time. Let's get rolling. So here. You have a really interesting story. So when the publicist has contacted me, she's like, wait until you hear this guy's story. But she only gave me two sentences, like a little clip about this car crash that happened in Romania that kind of changed your life. I think you were on a very different path than where you are right now. And some really wild things happened in this moment in time. That sounds to me like it changed your trajectory in life. So would love to kind of hear the story and learn more about you.
1: Thank you for having me first up, Paul. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, yeah, I mean, it's been a, a bit of a whirlwind of a journey. I mean, I used to, to, to be a criminal. You know, I used to smoke with drugs for a living and I was involved in lots of high-level bank fraud. Different things, smuggling different commodities. And, uh, you know, I was young. I loved it. I mean, I was earning loads of money and that's all that really mattered to me. I don't really care about anything else. You know, I just wanted like watches and fast cars and all that sort of stuff. You know, my ego was in full control. And then I had a number of experiences which changed my life. I mean, the first one uh, happened a little bit just before the car crash. I I had a business, uh, a property business with a friend and the uh, property business went south and we lost millions and we got kicked out of our house and that was me my ex-wife two children basically on the streets you know and we had went from kind of having everything to having nothing and minus some. and so anyway like to cut a long story short we're back to drugs and all this sort of stuff move, moved into some rented accommodation and then one night my my ex-missus she came there and laura and she looked scared she looked petrified And she looked at me and she said, You know, every time I I close my eyes, I hear hear all these dark voices and see all these dark images. And she said, When I'm pushing a layer or daughter, like down the push chair and down the road in the push chair in the mornings, it feels like something's trying to make me push the push chair into the road and kill her. And I was like, That sounds a bit weird, you know, like you know, I wasn't into any of this spiritual stuff. It was all new to me. Anyway, I said, you know, what do you want to do about it? So she phoned her friend that was a priest, and this priest came around the house, this woman, and she put in crosses up and she's dancing in the house and all this energy stuff. And I'm sad, i thinking, man, this is like somebody get at the pole, guys. This is crazy. So she calms Laura down, and Laura goes to bed. And then the next day I went to see my friend and I said, listen, this craziest thing happened last night. What do you make of it? He said, you got to speak to this lady. So he introduced me to to this lady. I phoned her up. She didn't answer. She called me back a little while later and I told her what happened. And she said, where do you live? And I said, 316 Richmond Road. And that's the only bit of the address I gave, I gave her into where I was in the country and none of that stuff. And she said, hold on a minute. And the phone went quiet. So I'm there and I'm just kind of waiting. And and, and then she said, have you been locking some walls down in the house? I said, no, we, we rent the property. We've just moved in. But the previous owner has clearly built an extension. And she said, yeah, you got an angry old man in your house. And I said, an angry old man? And I said, I've not seen him. And she said, you probably wouldn't because, you know, he's he's beyond the physical kind of thing. And I said, okay, well, let's say there is an angry old man in the next. What are we going to do about it? She said, oh, I'll get rid of him for you. I said, brilliant. Like she lived like three hours at the road in the car. I said, when can you come round?" And she said, oh, no, I don't need to come round. I'll do it from here. So I thought this is just getting stranger and stranger. <laughs> so I, I finished the conversation, went home, spoke to Laura. And I said, listen, I know I didn't tell you what I was going to do, but I spoke to someone about what happened last night. And this lady reckons there's an angry old man in the house." And Laura turned around to me and said, I know I've seen him. So I thought, you've seen him? Okay, this lady's saying there's an angry old man. You're saying there's an angry old man. You both have got no common friends. You live hours apart. You could have never possibly have spoken. There must be an element of truth to it. So I phoned the lady back up. I said, I don't know what you do, but I've got to come and see you. And I'm like a dog with a bone. When I found that a bit of information, I try. I kind of drill into it and find everything. So I went to see her. I turned out. She worked for Scotland Yard in the psychic division. And she taught me how to remote view, how to access past lives, future lives, parallel life experiences, how to bring my life out of my body and travel, all sorts of cool things. So I I became hooked on it because I was discovering so much. Then the car crash came at the same sort of time as meeting this lady. I was in Romania, again with Laura and the children, driving back to Bucharest airport, asleep in the cab, and I hear a loud crash. There's winds, there's glass when I wake up, the taxi's going from side to side. And I remember thinking to myself, boy, we're in a bad accident. We're either going to hit the oncoming traffic or the car's going to flint. And then all of a sudden we came to a stop and it was just getting daylight. I looked around, there's no other cars on the road. And I thought, that's weird. What did we hit? And then i looked at the the taxi driver and he looked petrified. I looked in the back and the was climbing out from underneath the driver's seat. There was no seat belts. Laura had Josh in her arms and both their mouths are full of glass. I've looked in front of me and there's a hole in the windscreen and there's blood dripping down my face, but I wasn't bleeding. So I thought, what what happened? This is weird. So I got out of the cab, looked up the road about 30 meters and there were two ladies. I'm lying on the side of the road and one of them had her ankles cut clean off and she's just lying there the other one's screaming there's a guy come out from a nearby factory i thought you know he must have called the emergency services and then i looked a little bit further up the road and there was what looked like a dead body and i walked past the two ladies there was nothing i could do you know she's just lying there with her ankles on the floor i checked on the kids and stuff checked on laura walked towards this dead body well i didn't realize it was a dead body but got closer and closer to what looked like a dead body, realized it was a dead body. And then I saw this energy just hovering above it. And I'm shaking my head like, you know, just come on, get out of my head, like kind of wanting to see it, but not wanting to see it, but it wouldn't go. And I got closer and closer. And then this energy, which I now know is the soul, just kind of fizzled off into the ether. And by that time, I'm right over the lady, looking down on her and her legs are wrapped up overhead. She's completely mangled. And I remember looking up to, you know, the heavens and just saying, thank you. I felt really grateful. It was like someone had taken an old cart at the scrap peak and they had no no use for this this vessel anymore. Whatever was inside of it, it didn't need this thing anymore. This empty, like lifeless vessel on the floor. And I kind of saw what happens. You know, straight after death and this connection between life and death and there's this energy that powers the body. And it was like the universe was just smacking me around the face and said, Jerry, wake up, man. We're so much more than these physical bodies. We're atoms and molecules in continuous movement and space for energy. So this thing happened. I met my first spiritual teacher. A few months later, Laura had a headache. And for some reason i thought to myself, I can take it out of your head. I don't know why I thought that, but I did. And I walked over to her and I looked inside her head and I could see the headache. It was great. So I grabbed it and pulled it out and she got up off the bed, like she didn't have a headache. And I was like, that's a little bit weird, you know, but I kind of just carried on doing what I was. Around the same sort of time, I went to a talk on 2012, in the end of the mining calendar with my friends. And um, the guy that gave the talk, I asked him a bit of a contradictory question. And he was staring at me and his, his face just disappeared and there was a green lizard staring at me. And, and he, I'm trying to look cool as a cucumber on the outside, but on the inside, I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like sweating and everything. So the, he held my, my gaze for a little while, which seemed like an eternity, and then his face kind of went back again. So I had that experience. And then we moved to New Zealand and a friend of mine had a really serious car accident. And her her partner phoned up and asked if I could help. And I was like, well, how am I going to help? You know, I'm in New Zealand. You know, she's in England. She's in a French hospital, laid up in bed. The doctor said, you know, you're probably never going to walk again. You've been in hospital for at least a year. And my intuition was just saying, get some crystals, put them on your body, go and lie down on the bed. So I did that. And then all of a sudden I was in a hospital room and all this light started pouring out of my hands. And I just automatically knew what to do. I started putting her body back together. And I did this every day for a couple of weeks. And then she walked out of hospital with the use of azimuthrae in 12 weeks and the doctors couldn't believe it. And I was thinking to myself, did I do something? Didn't I do something? Is this just my crazy imagination? But then when she came out of hospital, she phoned me up and she said, Jerry, I woke up one night, looked at the side of my bed and said, what are you doing here? And she saw me in a hospital room. And I was like, you saw me in your hospital room. That's crazy, you know, on the other side of the world. So then I started to realize that this imagination stuff is more than what we were taught imagination was at school. Around the same sort of time, I meet this old fella called Michael, and he, we've become very good friends. He taught me how to meditate. I'd never meditated at this point. And, he, you know, he had a pyramid in his garden. So I used to go around there meditate in this pyramid and I had some crazy experiences. And so two of them were really important. The first one, I'm meditating with my eyes open and my feet turn to balls of fire. And I look down as these flames just spinning. And when I look up and Jesus is standing there and he says, Jerry, you can walk anywhere you want to go. Just don't be scared. I like, Okay. And then he turns and these steps appear in the garden and he walks up the stairs and through a door. So I followed him up the steps through the door and we're in the Last supper and he's given his kind of like love supper speech. And um, I look out the window and there's a big spacecraft, a massive spacecraft. I'd never seen one before. And they were kind of showing me the extraterrestrials have been around for a long time. So I had this experience, came back out, down the steps, back into my meditation. And then two weeks later, I'm meditating again. And a little spaceport lands in the garden to my right hand side. And there's a blue being inside of it. So I bring my lights out of my body. I go and get inside the spacecraft and we go through this tunnel for about four or five seconds. And we come out the other side and we're above water, there's a beach. I get out of the space pod, walk up the beach and there's like 200 of these blue beings. And I knew we are on Alpha Centauri. I knew they were Lyron, which I'd never heard of either of those. I started downloading information like how long they were pregnant for, what kind of foods they ate. Just all of this information was streaming into me. And as I walked up the beach and towards them, they came towards me and they hugged me. And when they hugged me i felt so much love like i I never felt this much love in my life like i was fostered and adopted and different things happened as a kid abuse and that sort of thing so i'd always had like rejection issues and this sort of thing and to feel this intensity of love it was like so overwhelming and it was just like boy i'm home you know this is just i didn't i didn't ever want it to end and so we had had this experience and then they kind of like let go of me and then they created like a pathway and like I followed one of these lyrons up the beach. We went through the, this like jungle area and then into this building, which was made of light. Went inside and there was this really old blue lyre in there. And the being asked me to kneel down on the floor. So I did that. And all of this orange like light started pouring into my crayon. And it was full of all of this like spiralized geometry that was bendy and moving. This this happened for a little while. I don't even know how long I was there for, but then it stopped. And two of these Lyrans picked me up underneath my armpits and frog marched me back to this space stuck me inside, went back through the tunnel, back into the garden, and then nothing happened for two years. I was waking up every day, what's next? What's next? What's next? And nothing was happening. And I was like, oh man, this can't be it. And then one day I woke up, and and I just knew we had to go back to England. So I pestered Laura and the kids. I said, we've got to go back. We've got to go back. And we'd set up this health and fitness center in New Zealand. We were doing loads of cool stuff. And they didn't want to go. But after a while, like I've Badger badgering them, they said, okay, let's just go back. And we put a manager in charge of the gym, put a house in storage, flew back to England. And then things went into overdrive. I was out running one Sunday morning, and I see these fairies flying around the tree. So I stop. I'm looking at these fairies, and then an angel comes down and says, my name's Archangel Gabriel. You need to write a book. So I said, what's it called? And and, and he says, it's called Into the Light, it's about your life story. So I wrote Into the Light, I published it. And then as soon as I did that, I started seeing this geometry in the empty space. And it was the same geometry that I had in the orange download of Light on Alpha Centauri. And I was saying to my guides, what am I supposed to do with this stuff? And they said, Jerry, you've just not meditating enough. You're not being silent enough. You know, you're missing the messages. So I was like, okay, I'll meditate more. So I started getting up at five o'clock every morning with my son, Josh. And we were going into these two-hour meditations where we go to these uh, mystery schools underneath the pyramids in Egypt. And this guy was there and he was opening these scrolls and on the scrolls were the same codes that we we're seeing in the empty space, same codes I got in the orange downloads. And this, this, this man was showing us how to heal people with these geometrical codes. We went every day for nine months and then people started coming into my life that needed healing. And I was like, let me just see if this stuff works. It was working. I was like, let me just try it again. And it kept working. I was like, man, maybe I could turn this into a business because it actually works. And so what did, um, I did is I booked a spot at the Body Spirit Festival in Cheltenham, where I live. I made up some little flyers They were horrible. They were dark and and dismal, but they just had energy healing on them. And I I took my book with me and I was promoting the book and I put a, a list like a, a name and a number list and said, listen, if you put your name and your number down, I'm going to draw three names out of the hat at the end of the weekend. And if you win, I'll give you a free energy healing session. And, and about 70 or 80 people put their names down. And I phoned every single one of them and told them that they'd won just work so could practice. So I had all these people to practice on. The results were really good. So I started getting testimonials from them and thought, I'm going to start start, start this business. And I called it Star Magic Healing because I, I was shown this like light code that meant healing magic. And the star part came from, you know, our extraterrestrial connection to the stars. So I started star magic in 2016. Then the blue lyrons came to meet me again. I was meditating on a hill near where I live and the whole town disappeared. I looked to the right and there's the same blue being that took me in the spacecraft. And I saw the Christ consciousness grid and there's all these lights. And, and I said, what are they? And, and this being's name is Derek White. And he said, they're, they're healing symptoms. You've got to build them. I said, well, if I build them, who's going to run them? I can't do this on my own. He said, well, you've got to train people. So I said, okay. So he told me to write a book as well. So I, I, I then wrote the book, um, Healing with Light Frequencies. And I went home. I designed the training program, put it up online for the following February. And people just came from all over the world. And I remember stood in the classroom thinking, why are you here? It's just crazy. Why come to see me? But all these people had turned up from everywhere. We did the training session. It went really well. And since then, we've trained thousands of people in over 40 countries. And we're in the process of building our first healing center. We've already got the land for the next two. So all of this stuff that these Lyrans have been telling me to do, it's all happening. It's all unfolding. And I'm just kind of just like a messenger following the path and just... Yeah, just my whole life's turned around and I get to help so many people transform and step into their power and speak to amazing people like you. So yeah, it's a whole different different world, you know?
0: Yeah. And like, none of this sounds weird to me. So I'm like fascinated by it all. I'm looking for my pen because I have to write a couple of questions down really quick. So right, I don't, don't forget. Because I hear so much, like in your first story, I hear that you buy located, right? So you were able to actually... When you were healing that woman and putting her whole body together, right? with the healing, you kind of bilocated to another place to be able to do that. And you know, as a lot of energy healers know, you don't need to actually be in the same room with people once you understand consciousness and how to energy, right? So like, that doesn't sound strange to me. I actually know quite a few people and myself that have done some distance healing, you know, on people like that as well. So I find that really interesting. The other thing that you're talking about, the, say it again, lyrans? Lyrans,
1: yeah.
0: So... I kind of got outed on my podcast when we first started this because, you know, I do healing work as well and was also a mental health therapist for 20 years. So I had a clinical practice, but in my clinical practice, in my own journey, you know, I got into Reiki healing. That's usually the door that opens for a lot of people. I started having really weird experiences, very similar to some of the ones that you're speaking about. And I remember for the very first time during a healing session, I had these blue people, these blue entities come and help. And I had no idea who they were, what they were. I Googled, like, are there blue aliens? They kind of have this blue that's similar to the movie, I always say, Avatar. It's like this iridescent, bright, beautiful blue. And their presence was amazing, you know, and I still work with them to this day. But I had other people on the show that had said that they were Octorians or like there's a couple of different species of blue beings that are healers or helpers. So I never really know who I'm working with. But so I just kind of like want to drop that in your hat for a second, because how do we really know, you know, or how do we differentiate some of these blue beings that so many people have encountered, have worked with, come to certain healers, I believe. The story that you talked about with the reptilian face, I have seen people's face also shape shift. So and again, it's kind of that inside of your body, you're like, what the hell is going on right now? But you just totally play it cool and you know, so that led me into doing some more research. And I don't know if we'll have time today to talk about it, but you said you'd come back on for us to go deeper into talking more about that. And then the sacred geometry stuff that you're talking about. Um, I see that all the time on people. Just in a session last night, I was able to could draw it of this whole sacred geometry pattern that laid over this woman's body. And when that had first happened to me, It was a triangle grid, actually, over this man that I was doing energy work. And this was right around the time when these blue beings came in. So very interesting. You know, as I'm listening to you speak, I'm thinking about my experience. And it was one of the most beautiful things I had saw. And I didn't know anything about sacred geometry, but it was these golden triangles that went from his head all the way down to his toes, connected with these beams of light. And the triangles, some would be straight up, some would be inverted and upside down. And I just saw this entire triangle grid. So again, I go to Google, healing golden triangle grid, question mark. (laughs) And sure enough, I started learning about sacred geometry and the power of triangles and things like that. When I was younger, I used to draw, you know, triangles, circles, squares, interconnect them and interlock them all the time. And so I understand Like when you're talking to this, I feel like I know everything that he's talking about, yet I know nothing about what you're talking about because I'm a little bit in, I think, the experience of witnessing these grids or witnessing these codes or light activation codes and just kind of use my intuition working with them. But you said something very interesting, which might also be a message for me, would be to slow down and meditate a little bit more and maybe ask for more understanding you know and what's going on here so so that's just a lot of comments and not a lot of questions but maybe you've heard a couple of things that you can answer for me (laughs) or comment on with what the heck is going on with me and what am i seeing and experiencing because it sounds so similar to what you're talking about
1: we are mathematics you know like if you look at look beyond this physical form everything is cold and you know when we actually go in to facilitate the healing of people and i always say facilitate the healing and not healing them because we never really heal anybody people heal themselves what we do is create an environment so they can self-heal by realigning the color changing the geometry playing with the mathematics so if you look at someone's like body and brain it's just like a biological computer and this computer is downloading information from the internet the internet is the quantum field within the quantum field you've got hard drives and USB sticks which are like past lives future lives present day life experiences and it's just data streams and we're souls that are having multiple experiences at the same time some are positive some are not so positive so what we do is we go into the back end of someone's biological computer and we change the data stream and then it manifests physically on the front end. It's just like a computer, right? Or a website. Imagine you've got a website that's purple and you want to change it to white. You go into the back end, you clear out the code, and it changes from purple to white on the front end. We're no different. you just got to know how to access the, the past lives, the quantum spaces, and change that code. And then everything starts to man- manifest in the physical. So, yeah, we're geometry, we're code, and, and, and everything inside of our body, you know, links to the geometry of the galaxy the geometry of the universe the geometry of the world like celestial beings and human beings and everything is like an extension of each other like we're all interconnected in the most fluid and intricate and precise way it's just it's beyond uh, comprehension really and when you know how to play with the mathematics, you can create the healing and it's not even hard. Anyone can do it. I mean, I sell drugs for a living. If I can sell drugs and start doing this, then anybody can turn their life around and do this stuff. So, and we've trained people from all walks of life, you know, so anyone can do it. In terms of like the glue beans and stuff, um, it's a really good question, you know, because like when I, when you were speaking a second ago, what was coming through for me is is that you were connected to some Lyran Syrian beings, yeah. And uh, which also have like a tinge of blue in them too. And th- there are many other blue beings. I mean, there are different types of Arcturians, depending on the density level that they're in too, they can change their frequency and they can they can look like different different colours. So it also depends on who's observing the being. That is coming into their space to communicate with them, whether it's more in, in in a 4D space or you know, more of a higher dimensional space That you know, depending on their frequency and your own kind of perception of the situation, can change how things look and, and proceed. But you've also got blue avians, you've got, you know, as, as you said, Alchuran, you've got the lyrans, Lyron series there are a number of different blue types of beings. And it is important to know who you're communicating with. And I think what's also important as well is to kind of steer people away from channeling like these beings, because a lot of people let the beings just come through them. And that isn't good too, because they can change your blueprint by coming inside of you and and tapping into your consciousness. So what we need to do is to communicate with these beings and not allow them to channel through our physical body. And and what we always do, you know, you've got to ask good questions. Like good questions are, are the most important thing when you're going into play in the quantum field, because you might see something. It might look beautiful. You might see an angel. It doesn't mean that angel's there to help you and to serve you. You know, a lot of people pray to angels and and, and surround themselves with angels. You know, and 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 they might surround themselves with Archangel Michael and Archangel Metatron. That's probably going to get them into a whole world of trouble. You know, because they aren't necessarily. As nice as some people think they are, there's a lot of corrupted versions of, of 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 you know angels and different extraterrestrials in the field, and and we're playing a game. We're in a spiritual war, so and and, and and the war is fought for energy. Okay, human beings are siphoned, other beings are siphoned, planets are siphoned, and so what we've got to do is we've got to ask good questions, and we've got to really step into our heart and feel the situation. And if you don't, if you're not hundred percent present and you're not feeling the situation and asking you a good questions, it's really, it's really easy to get duped by, you know, a, a lower vibrational being that is there to kind of corrupt your geometry, corrupt your mathematics and change your template. Because we as humans, you know, originally we were angelic humans with a 12 strand DNA. Template that we've, you know, reincarnating over and over and over again and being spliced, and our our, our gene code has been changed since the Lyra Wars 750 billion years ago. Many, many incarnations that we've had in in this kind of like prism planet, multi, like it's a 15th dimensional like structure that we're inside of, and we're stuck in it. We can't actually get out of it. And, and, and the reason that we're hearing kind of consciousness is expanding so fast and, and, and so much at the moment is because we're waking up and remembering our original divine template that we do have this 12-strand this, this potential. And as we activate more strands of our DNA, DNA, we get more information, which is going to enable us to travel through Stargates and exit this matrix. And the reason that we're here doing work at the moment is to realign our inner geometry with the, with the Stargates so that we can actually travel, leave this space, and go to another space to have more experiences. And so it's important to ask good questions to know who you're working with, who you're communicating with. The other thing we do is we use chromium light. Okay, chromium is an Andromeda frequency, and contained within kaleidoscopic chromium is every single color range and every single frequency band that you could possibly imagine, like a range of blues, a range of pinks, a range of every color from almost like translucent to to, to to a lot heavier. And and if you start to surround any kind of being in that light, it won't be able to shapeshift fast enough to hold the frequency of what it's of what it wants you to to perceive from it. So if it's presenting itself as some kind of beautiful being, but really underneath it, something demonic or something different, if you hold it in that chromium frequency, it's going to present itself. You might have to hold it for 10, 15, 20 seconds, but it will at some point present itself, or it will just run. It will just go, shoot away. One of the two. Or you'll see a blemish in its kind of structure, its template, and you're like, no, thank you. See you later. I'm off. So yeah, that kind of touches upon a couple of points that you raised.
0: Yeah, so maybe we can go a little bit more into what is the blueprint? Because a couple of things that I kind of get from you in your earlier stories that you shared about your healing is that I see your intention of being very clear, you know, not muddled with a lot of stuff, you know, clear healing intent is, I think, what also probably makes you a really effective healer. You know, sounds like when you get into something, it's like full on 110%, full intensity, like you dive into it, you go into it and probably have that ability to have that trained mind to be, to hold very focused, clear intent. So I kind of hear you saying that, like, we also need to be careful of the channeling, protecting our own energy, our own blueprints. And I know that you work with Christ consciousness energy. So Can you tell us a little bit more? What does it mean for us to have this blueprint? What is this energetic blueprint? Why we need to be so protective of it with these other energies coming in and how does the Christ consciousness energy that you work with maybe help with that or do that?
1: Well, first of all, I think it's really important to make it really clear that we shouldn't just be like, oh, Christ consciousness, you know, because like you don't really know what you're tapping into. And when we're talking about Christ consciousness, we're not talking about, like Jesus Christ. We're not talking about Christian faith or anything like that. Even though Jesus, well, what there were two Jesuses that incarnated on planet earth. And one of them held a 12 strand DNA template. And, 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 and that Jesus, you could say, held to Christ consciousness, but we're not. When we talk about Christ consciousness, we're talking about the crystalline grids. We're talking about the Christ Christ consciousness, K R I K R Y S T I C Christic consciousness or Christ Consciousness with a K, that is a frequency that is kind of flowing down through the Stargate systems, but it comes from that the sound fields and the light fields that are outside of our kind of 15th dimensional matrix, which feed down through Stargate 12 down through the other stargates into number three, which is planet Earth, and down into our crystalline grids. And you've also got frequencies within the crystalline grid structure that, that feed back up towards the cosmic templates as well. So you, you were being hit with energy, for, you know, two ways, electrical, magnetic. And um, these two energy streams, are, you know, are feeding our physical body, our light body, our mental, emotional bodies, and helping us realign so there are codes within these kind of electrical and magnetic frequencies that are very specific and play a very active and specific role in reigniting and realigning our inner mathematics and we as humans actually contain crystalline keys in our dna in our cells and these crystalline keys help us move through the stargate systems but To be able to do all of that you've got to remember and you've got to get your frequency right and i think what's really important to to kind of mention to to people as well is like this physical body that we live in a lot of people don't really take care of it and they're out there doing the spiritual work and they're trying to bring in these higher vibrational energies but if your physical body isn't fit and strong enough to handle them you're going to end up blowing up and if your mathematical template isn't in the right structure, you're not going to be able to bring these frequencies in either. So it's important to to know how to, to align your inner mathematics. And it's also important to look after your physical body. So things like exercise and meditation, Qigong, breath work, eating really high vibrational food, stay away from drugs and alcohol and all these types of things. Like really look after yourself, you know, and and breathe consciously and be present and stay away from all of the distractions in the external environment because they're, they're, they're there to distract us, to stop us going in here, because in here we're going to find the truth and realize our own divine potential. Because if you look at the Stargate structures on planet Earth, like first of all, the Stargate structure that we have on planet Earth enables us to travel interdimensionally, multidimensionally, and, and actually galactically on a massive level. If you go to some Stargate systems, then you might have to go from one planet to a third planet to get back to another planet. You might have to go around the houses. From Earth, we can go pretty much anywhere. So if you look at the walls that have been fought for God knows how long, they're fought over Stargates. They're fought over this control of this planetary architecture. It's not about oil. It's not about religion. It's not about money. It's not about black, white, rich, you know, brown, different all that sort of stuff. It's about the Stargates. And and human beings are the guardians of planet Earth. And because we carry the crystalline keys, the, the negative beings that try and control this system, they have to keep humans here. Because if humans weren't here, the Stargates would close. And it would kind of be a fail safe. It would lock up, and there'd be no no internet an trap. So they have to keep us here, but they have to keep us dumbed down as well. They have to keep us stupid and thick. And so what they do, they've created this whole system where we get lost in the mainstream media. We get we want to buy cars and chase women or men or you know be like the movie stars, all that sort of stuff. Instead of going in here, taking a deep dive into the labyrinth of our hammer and realizing that we are superhumans that we're, we're earth angels, we're, we're galactic titans, we're so powerful, but we get mesmerized in this illusion and we get lost in it. And so it keeps us from going in here. So the, the, the aim of the game is to dive in and, and, and realize our potential and our power.
0: Yeah. And I'm glad that you spoke about the physical body because I can, you know, just from my own experience, when I, you know, am doing really clean eating, limiting the amount of sugar, you know, all of those things that like you say, kind of like dumb us down or lower our frequency. My experience a lot of these experiences thats that is that I'm talking about have been when my body was in really either great shape or you know, no substances, no processed food, like you said, high vibrational. And then it's almost like the third eye, the crown chakra, like everything just gets like interlocked and connected. you know, not eating that great or not meditating. It's like. Well, there's still a little bit of this connection, but it's not like just solid. And so, I totally hear what you're saying, and it's really interesting how we do have all of these like temptations, right, to distract us and the news and what's going on here. But when you get quiet, you go within, you go into that meditative practice. You you know search for those high vibrational foods. Hands down, I can say, you know, pure testimony. Things change.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, for, for me personally, when I'm running, if I if I'm out running and jogging. Like I'm just, all I'm doing is breathing and there's no thoughts in my head. But that is when I get my best ideas. That's when I'm getting my major downloads, you know? So for me, like, like, and I'm, I'm sharing this because a lot of people think, you know, well, I've got to go and d- get dressed up in white rags and sit under a tree and like Jesus and Mary and all this sort of stuff. And it, nothing could be further from the truth. You know, you, you you're meditating when you're running, you're meditating quite often when you're in the gym, you're meditating when you're engaged in some other kind of pursuit. You know, when you're engaged and you're focused and you're present with whatever you're doing, you're in a meditative state. So if you can kind of have that kind of like maintain a little bit of observation over your own consciousness whilst you're engaged in that pursuit and look at your your mind and your consciousness from a third party perspective, then you're going to start to see and feel the messages that are downloaded whilst you're doing whatever you're doing. And, and you know, quite often like, I'll be out running and, you know, I I'd have to stop getting my phone out of my pocket, write down what I just was downloading. So i forget it two minutes later. I put my phone back here. I'm running again. So, you know, I'm all, all, always downloading, collecting the information. And if you're still in your present, the universe will feed you with much magic.
0: So let's talk a little bit about how how you train people, these trainings, you know, that people can come and attend. I know you also offer individual different types of healings. You're setting these healing centers up. I don't know if we'll have a chance to talk about the Star Magic Foundation, but you're doing just like a lot of great in the world too, all over the world. You know, you're doing a lot of stuff here, but you know, it kind of, it sounds like to me, like say, I know that we probably have a lot of people that are listening to, that listen to this podcast and you know, do work in the healing field or just getting into energy work and things of that sort. Sounds like you have a very vast understanding of this whole, I don't have this wording yet down, right? So I'm still new to this, but this, you know, the 12 strands of the DNA, the Stargate, what these, you know, other entities are fighting for in the energy. And then maybe you have somebody like myself that is where you were many years ago that all of a sudden is seeing this sacred geometry and having really powerful experiences in their healing, but, okay, what do I do with this information? How do I learn more about it? You know, so can you help people, you know, like myself who are, you know, in this area and really trying to, with good intent, find, you know, allow our bodies to kind of be this vehicle yet protect it to be able to help raise the evolution of human consciousness, but doing it in a way where we understand what we're doing we're asking the right questions. We're making sure that we're working with the right energy, you know, and to not be fooled by maybe some other things that, you know, maybe a naive energy worker would, could be fooled with.
1: Absolutely. So, I mean, we've got so many starting. I'll talk about two of them, the main two. So we've got our training and we've got our Infinity membership. So Infinity is like a monthly membership. People get seven days free access. And they can try out everything. So there's meditations, light language transmissions, light codes that will alter your consciousness. Uh, there's cosmic yoga videos, there's master classes, master class replays, there's nutrition, there's pretty much everything that you need to become a high vibrational being and, and you know, upgrade yourself and elevate yourself and really connect with the truth inside of yourself to be, become a superhuman. So people, a lot of people start there, you know, dip their toe in the water come on our weekly meditations, connect with our telegram group. Like there's so many things inside of that, inside of infinity. So every day we're doing things online. We've got a frequency spa every Monday. We do this thing called fearless focus where we set challenges every two weeks. So you've got a, a challenge with nutrition and meditation and exercise and everything. You go away and do it. There's different levels, gold, diamonds, emerald, depending on what level you're at. So you can go and try those things out. We meet again two weeks later to set the next challenge. So there's all of that stuff. And then we've got our trainings and we've got four levels of training. The first level of training is to help people remember not to teach them because there's nothing I can teach anyone. I can only help people remember what they already know. They just simply forgotten. So help them remember how to heal using the star magic frequency. So they can heal themselves. They can go out and heal other human beings. They can heal their family. They can go and implement these skills and tools into a business. We can even help them start a business because we've got an academy. So the academy is designed for people that want to come and work in our healing centers. So if you join the academy, you come to facilitate a training level one. We show you how to use all the frequencies, all the codes and and, and complete the training at seven days. And then people that come in the academy, they come back and they can do a training level one again for free. They do it several times. And each time they come back, they help us. So they do a little bit of the presentation and then help me. And then over the course of coming back and helping several times, they do different bits of the presentation. And that's how they kind of remember how to do what I'm doing and sort of upskill and uplevel themselves. Then you've got level two which we call the frequency upgrades and that is where we kind of dive deeper into the planetary architecture, we'll go into the stargates where we go in uh, into the crystalline grids where we start to really tune ourselves and you know back into the to the truth to the true geometry to the true mathematics of the universe so people can really do this you know multi-dimensional work that we came to to the earth to do And then level three is called Through the Stargate. Sorry, level two is a seven-day training as well. Level three Through the Stargate is a 10-day training. And we have less people on that because it's really intense. And what we do on, on level three training is show people how to take people on Really deep meditation journeys through Paul, through stargate networks, to other planets, to other quantum spaces, to healing chambers, to have incredible meditations and dialogues, and yeah, just different healing experiences. And that's a real in-depth uh, training. And and then once people know how to do that, coupled with the other two trainings, they're ready to come and work in the healing centers. And then level number four is them going out and doing their own training with me helping fifty percent, and then. To complete level four, they've got to go and do their own training 100% with me just watching. And then that's it. You know, they're they're out there, you know, running Star Magic trainings. And we've got a few people that are just getting to that stage right now, ready to go and do their own trainings. And it's really exciting because our first healing center is going to be open next year, the end of next year in Romania in Transylvania. So we're we're prepping people for that. And, And also this year, later on in the year, we're launching an online hospital. So, all of the, the facilitators that we're training are going to have an online hospital to work out of whilst we're waiting for the healing centers to get up and running. And then we'll continue with the online hospital too, because not everybody can make it to the healing centers. So, there's loads going on. Yeah, it's really tough.
0: So, okay, I'm going to ask you another question. How, how, so when you're kind of talking about like this war in the energy, how do we even know that we can trust you, right? How do we know? So, given your history, oh, us mate. Right? Okay, (laughs) But, But what I'm saying is, right. So, okay. The mental health therapist hat comes on the clinician, you know, and hearing a little bit that, okay, you've been through trauma, probably PTSD. You were probably really good at dealing drugs, you know, probably a natural entrepreneur, the way that you were swindling money here, there, and the other thing. And then you kind of, you know, go into this healer thing and have the ability probably to lead people, you know, just given some of your personality characteristics characteristics that you have it's like how do we know that you're not one of the reptilians or how do we know you know to distinguish you know people you know trusting an academy or an organization or a teacher or a mentor that's in this field how does one distinguish if we even know if we're engaging in the right energy with you if there's all of this stuff out there
1: absolutely and 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 i always say to people don't trust me like you know don't trust anyone don't trust you. Don't trust me. Don't trust anything. What you've got to do is use discernment. So you've got to take the information. Don't just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is, this is right. This is 100%. Feel it. Like, feel the information. Don't think about the information. This is a dangerous place. Okay, the mind is a dangerous place. I mean, it's very powerful, and you can use it to manifest and do really cool things with At the same time, it will lead you down the garden pile. The ego will get involved, and, and it can be, you know tremendously chaotic and dangerous so you've got to live from this space at the heart 24 365 unless you want to merge the heart and the brain together to do some kind of creative endeavor like engaging in healing pursuits or manifestation or whatever it is but when you're receiving information from any being or from any human or whatever it is make sure that you're in your heart and you are questioning and you are feeling and you're not just running blindly into anything you got to really feel it and if you don't feel it turn them all the other way goes with me too. if you don't resonate with with the work we do no love lost i'll still give you a massive hug i love you to the ends of the universe and back you can go and do your own thing like the thing is as well like you know reptilians draconians a lot of these kind of like beings that have got kind of negative connotations They're not all bad. You know, we work with some amazing reptilians. There are a lot of people in human form that have had reptilian inclinations. Draconian incarnations, some negative insectoid incarnations, like different beings. There are lots of different ananarchy, different beings, different hybrid strains of of of, of beings that originally came from the kind of master races up in the stars. And and all of the beings are offshoots of other beings. So many, many, many people on planet Earth have had these kind of you know experiences and incarnations where they've been in these lineages. Now, it doesn't mean that they're bad. What I would say for any human being that is on planet earth right now that is doing this inner work and really taking a big deep 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 dive into their heart and, and, and doing everything in their power to master themselves which isn't easy when you're keep reincarnating onto a planet where your memory is blank slated every time you've got to remember from the start you've got to go back to groundhog day every single time and we're battling with this with these negative forces which control pretty much everything in our external environment, it takes a really powerful soul to to say, you know what, I'm gonna rise up against all of this because it's like you're pushing through mountains of metal to try and get your head above water. And it really isn't easy. You know, I started this 17 years ago when I kind of had my first experience and and it still is not easy. There's days when you, you know, you've really got to kind of you got to dig deep, you know. And I think everybody that's doing this work needs a pat on the back, you know. And and we shouldn't judge. I put a video up on YouTube about this the other day called Extraterrestrial Judgment because people are like, they're a reptilian, they're this, like <laughs> stay away from them. But actually, yeah, they might have had that incarnation, but does it mean that they're they're, they're bad men? No, they've actually got free will here on planet Earth. So beings that have had like negative experiences in the past or in past lives and other incarnations are actually here doing the work and realigning their templates to get rid of all of that stuff for me, that makes them a warrior. It makes them, you know, a, a beautiful being that really needs respect and and, 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 and their heart open for them to hold the space for them, not to be pointing the finger and blaming and judging and saying you were this and that. So again, it's German.
0: So I really do want to have you back on again so we can kind of dive a little bit deeper into more of what you were talking about and understanding, I guess, other star beings and things of that sort. Do you have any of this in any of your books or like where would you recommend? Because I would want to do a little more research, have a little understanding so I can come to the conversation with you with with more questions and just have more of like a foundation. But anything that you would recommend and even for our listeners, like where do you even start to begin to understand?
1: That? I mean, if you read my book into the lights, which is my life story, and then and then healing with like frequencies. That's going to help you with all things healing. And then my new book, be superhuman, which is coming out in in, in August. I mean, that goes into a lot more detail. That's that's like a five hundred page workbook of how to be a superhuman and, and and lots of different like, you know, skills and techniques and ways just to operate in the world, to realign this in the mathematics and you look after your phys- physical body and all that sort of stuff, but then also come and join infinity, because if you go into infinity, we've got all of our masterclasses and in those masterclasses, you know, we have Q and A's, we, we do classes on different subjects. There's a wide variety of things that you can learn about in there, like, all sorts of stuff. And then you'll get so many questions answered. Just, I mean, there's hours and hours and hours of material. So yeah, get a nice cup of tea and just sit down and chill and listen.
0: All right. And so what are the websites that people can go to?
1: So I would say just go to starmagickealing.com. And then through there, you're getting access to all of our tours, free stuff, paid stuff, all of our social media channels, everything.
0: Excellent. Well, we will go ahead and put that in the show notes. And Jerry, thank you so much for your time. I really feel like I could talk to you for about five hours, not 45 minutes. So I appreciate your graciousness for just kind of hitting some of these top, you know, topics, but definitely would love to have you back on and maybe we'll even book it for like at least 90 minutes. Can I steal 90 more minutes of your time? So we can we go
1: into it, it. Just to come back and check. And at 100%. All
0: right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening today. I really hope this talk opened up your eyes to a number of different things. I hope it makes you become more curious. I'd love for you to do kind of more of a deep dive research. Check out Jerry's website. Sounds like you can also sign up for that seven day free trial and kind of get in there and take a look at some of the stuff that he has. And I'm so glad that you guys listened today and I hope you all are doing well. Take care, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate and review the Path 11 podcast in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, this podcast is made possible by our sponsor, Path 11 TV. Visit path11tv.com to start a seven-day free trial and start streaming over 100 hours of exclusive video content on consciousness, healing, and life after death. That's path11tv.com, and be sure to use coupon code PODCAST30 to take 30% off your annual membership. Start satisfying your spiritual curiosity with a membership to Path 11 TV today. Bye for now.